Hello team, it's Pam here from Alt Marketing School. I have a question for you right now and that is what would happen if you could market to hearts and not brains? What would you think would happen if you knew that you could make the world a better place with positive impact marketing but putting purpose and results first? If you want to find out, then come and join us for the Alt Marketing Certification. Our six-week digital bootcamp for professionals who want to do marketing differently and advance their career along the way. Join me and our six incredible teachers to learn how to advance your career with confidence by applying effective systems and frameworks to the latest trends. The next cohort is coming up soon, so I would love to have you join us. And all you have to do is apply to join at altmarketingschool.com slash learn. Go to altmarketingschool.com slash learn to apply for the next cohort of All Marketing School certification. Hey, legendary human. Yes, I'm talking to you. Love the show? Why not joining hundreds of creatives already part of our collective for monthly masterminds, challenges, masterclasses, and so much more? We help creatives make a positive impact in the world with their message and their content. So give your creative work the visibility that it deserves. Find out more about how to get involved in the show notes of this episode. Hello and welcome to Make an Impact Show, a podcast run by Creative Impact Co. Our mission is to help creatives grow their business, hone their marketing and share their stories via outstanding content. Hi team, hi and welcome. Fab here, founder of Creative Impact Co and your lovely host. And today I have with me the Incredibobs, Amy. <laughs> Hello, Amy. Hey, how are you? I am great. I, uh, I, am, I need more water, I will be honest. I realized that, you know, summer is coming and I need, I'm like a gorgeous, I like a basil plant. I need more water in my life. I am great. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Thank you. Looking forward to this episode, actually. It sounds really interesting. Amy, I'm going to ask you a question. If you were a plant, which plant would you be? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, I don't really know my plants very well. Um, (laughs) Oh gosh. Well, our mint plant comes back every year in the garden. So I'm going to say mint because it's sturdy, it's delicious. It keeps on growing every year. It comes back and it's flourishing. I love it. I love it. Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to join you there with the herbs. I'm going to be, a, I think it could be a basil because I'm Italian. Yeah. I am also delicious, but I also need a lot of TLC sometimes. Yeah. I need a lot of TLC and there's a lot of sun. So yeah, definitely works. Um, the reason why I'm, I'm talking about plants. No, we're not going to talk to a plant lady, but um, I'm going to talk to the lovely Simone. And in the podcast with Simone, we talk about so many things, by the way. But nutrition is a big thing and we talk about food and connection with food and, and actual cultural heritage that comes with your food. And I think connecting with, obviously, I thought about plants because I kind of thought about actually herbs, funnily enough. But I thought there's such an important thing when it comes to connecting with your food and obviously kind of like getting to understand it better. And the way that um, Simone does it is by her studies so obviously by studying she gets to understand nutrition better understand how she can help people and herself and I think there's such a connection here with um, you know just thinking about what you're putting into your mouth but also 
wanting to learn more so that you feel like you can make the best choices for yourself. Yeah. And I think it's such a key thing. And obviously she talks about how she decided to come back to the studies after a long time where she thought she was done, but she thought, you know what, I'm going to challenge myself and take on something new. And I think that's such a big thing, especially right now. Now they know we're in June, but we've been going through a couple of really tough months and so many people came back to wanting to learn something new and really make that time for it. Yeah, I think that's so inspiring, actually. And there's so many people out there who kind of think, oh, I wish I'd learned that when I was younger. I'd wish I'd done that. And it's kind of saying that now is the time that you can learn something new, learn a new skill whenever you want. There's no time limit on that. It's true. And I think like there's always that I'm too young. It's kind of funny. There's the I'm too young. There's the I'm too old. Mm. And it's all about really what you think you can do and what you think you can achieve. Yeah, what you prioritize as well. That's very true, actually. And it's like how we all have, I mean, it's an argument that I make a lot, but it's we'll have a same amount of time. It's just how we, you know, how we make that time and how we feel that time or not feel that time. Because sometimes that's as important. There's something that we talk with Simone actually as well. Um, time management doesn't mean filling your time with stuff at all times. And no. there's something I think that as a small company, we have to learn. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And it's just like, you know, there will be a time for experimentation and trying new things and maybe learning something new. And then there will be a time to reset and really enjoy and reap, you know, the benefits of what you've done, I think. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And with that, I think I'm going to get us to jump in with uh, Simone. You're going to love her. She's great energy. We're lovely. We have a lovely lunch together. And then we just jumped in into the conversation. So, guys, I hope it inspires you. I hope it inspires you, Amy. And I'm sure it will. Have you got something that you would like to learn before we actually wrap up? Something, one thing that you would really like to know more about and learn more about? Oh gosh, I'm always trying to improve my feed photography and I'm always trying to actually understand my camera better. So I think that's kind of an ongoing, ongoing thing. How about you? Oh, well, currently uh, this month, actually, we're focusing on TikTok a lot on our feed and our in our magazine we're focusing on tiktok in our classes it's something that is a new thing and as a marketer that's been doing this for 10 years i always find if something i know is going to work and is worth putting your attention on i want to understand it and there's no better time to understand something the time you can play with it because there's not any expectations there's not much pressure so you can just play and try and see so that will be probably my focus right now definitely understanding tiktok better amazing well i look forward to seeing more about it Amazing. So you can find anything TikTok really on our magazine this month. So just click on our links in the show notes if you want to. And aside from that, I also want to welcome Simon. Go and enjoy this podcast and let us know what you think. Good afternoon. <laughs> Simone, how are you, my darling? He's like, what time is it again? <laughs> I am well. I'm well. The sun is out. Yeah. Happy days. I, I fed you. Yes, I've eaten. <laughs> I have we, nourished. How did you feel about our uh, vegan cheese experiment? So it's, it's new. It's new to me, but it kind of tricks my brain every now and again because it does actually... Because that one is a hard one, and I think hard ones are harder. You were talking about the wonders of the cashew cheese, and yeah. that is good. Yeah, that is across cheese, I mean, the board. And it's great, and it's like a whole food too, so it's like less guilt. But it's more the being able to spread that mm -hmm. makes it resemble cheese, but it doesn't taste like cheese. Where yeah. this one felt 
more cheesy. Oh, did it? Yeah, that's what I mean. The tricks of my brain. Love it. When it tricks my brain, it's like I had a Beyond Burger last week. How are they? One. Weird. It, for me, it was. It. I hadn't eaten meat for such a long time that I was like, I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> Who am I? Yeah, it was. It was very, very strange. But I went with a friend who is completely kind of anti vegan replica meats right yeah yeah and i couldn't finish it and she was like are you gonna eat that i was like <laughs> yeah knock yourself out so she like demolished mine <laughs> why did you so, have it um i had it because i know that they have it now in different joints as well it's not yes this was a vegan kind of rwandan meets jamaican cool vibe I um i'll have to say oh, it's completely gone from my mind, but I can let you know where, where it is. And uh, yeah, it was the first time I had it. So it was pretty, it was just a shock. Same like the cheese. Like first I bite into it. And I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on? And then I'm like, oh, Cause good. I think they're retailing them as well. In, in the UK, they're retailing them. I think now as well. I don't want to say things that are not true, but I think they are, or they're starting to retail the Beyond Burger one. Yeah. The Beyond Meat. Um, which is just because uh, I remember somebody was saying about the fact that they are as juicy as Slash and all of the trimmings. It's quite, it's quite scary, I must admit. Like, they were good, um, but I, even when I was eating meat, I was never really a burger person. Yeah, okay. So it wasn't like people are like, oh, I really miss burgers. I was like, that wasn't really what I missed. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely check them out. Check them out. Um, that's amazing. Be surprised. <laughs> be like, oh. So be honest to me, uh, the fake bacon that actually tastes like bacon... It was one, remember again, the brand, um, again, we're in the UK, but I still don't remember the brand. But I remember that it tasted like shrieky bacon and it was really nice. Again, it's basically the seasoning is what makes yeah, it really Yeah, for sticky. sure. For and I'm sure. like, it's nice because I don't eat meat a lot. Again, I'm not like you that you are fully vegan, but I don't eat it a lot if ever, ever, mm. anymore. And it's just nice to be able to have the, these things that are the, because they don't become a staple of your diet because they're more expensive. You know, so you can still kind yeah. of make it like a little, almost like a treat, something a bit different. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's the great thing, like with Beyond Burger too, and how it's, you know, the price of it too. It's not, it's not, they're not cheap and people are still kind of buying them and having them every now and again. But I haven't really had the bacon, but it's easier to kind of replicate because you've, it's like salty, isn't it? It's anything like quite salty. It's still mommy as well. Yeah. So like coconut, uh, liquid aminos helps. So I get, I got liquid smoke at some point in mm-hmm. Waitrose of all things. Yes, bourgeoisie. <laughs> Hello, middle class Waitrose shop, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. If you're not from the UK, um, Waitrose is probably much up there with the like the very posh supermarkets. Yep. Um, but yeah, I just, it just kind of worked because it makes everything taste smokier which gives mm. it that kind of like umami taste yeah and it, that's probably one of the elements that is in some of the fake bacon that you taste yeah and then there's the sweet of the sometimes people use coconut sugar because it has the caramelized yeah. element these are the mixes that i a friend of mine told me are used to replicate that kind of barbecue mm. taste wow Hot. now i know <laughs> now you can <laughs> to make everything <laughs> taste of bacon <laughs> banana bacon banana maybe maybe salty banana (laughs) you know we could we could just create a whole menu right here (laughs) i was talking we were talking about actually your heritage even before you obviously you briefly mentioned your exploit with the Mm. with the burger but i'm wondering is there anything aside from the community element which i love and maybe you can elaborate as well but food wise is there anything that you miss or that maybe you don't have as much anymore, but that you had a lot when you were a child. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Like I, I don't feel so. Basically, my 
introduction to veganism was when I was studying nutrition. So it wasn't a case of, I didn't think I was going to cut these products out, but I also spent a lot of time in Thailand. So I lived in Thailand for three years on one particular island and Southeast Asia, you know, like here we're very much like, I want my steak. I want my whole chicken breast there. You know, you have a chicken breast divided by six people in a stir fry. So I was already eating smaller amounts. Yeah. So then I came home and then I was studying nutrition. I was kind of making different changes. I was cooking very Asian. When I came home, like I was stir frying, I was currying. <laughs> I wasn't really, you know, I was just like, this is what I'm bringing back because you were eating that way every day. So it just kind of faded out with the animal products. And then I was learning more about it and how I felt and how kind of my digestive health was improving. So then I just didn't have a lot of it anymore. So I had learned this whole new way of kind of infusing the way I was cooking, kind of with, you know, my dad used to be the cook in the house. He learned from his mom's and my grandma's. So learning all these kind of traditional ways of food, then living in Southeast Asia. Then I had an Italian friend and one of my friends is Thai. So just this kind of fusion mix mm -hmm. when I'm in the kitchen. So I've never really felt as if I'm missing out, but the flavor is everything. Like in every black household, you talk about flavors of food. And it's something that you take so much pride over. Like for instance, when in my family's house as a child, if I was to ask for the salt, yeah, that was it. That was like, you'll get a stink eye. It's like, why you need salt? My food not good enough for you. So it's just like this whole argument of like, no, 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 no. I just, I just wanted a little bit of salt. So it's like, I love that. <laughs> to make food taste good. And I think that's why, especially like being plant-based now, it's like, I can cook you anything and it would taste good. You might be like, oh, I miss my meat. I miss my dairy. It's going to be tasty regardless. So that's something I've definitely held on to. I guess when I was talking about the umami of the, obviously of the Ashley's pork overall, it's got quite strong umami compared to some other, I guess, types of foods. But meat in general has got a nice umami, also the fat and everything mm. that combines together. And I think, again, I'm thinking of more Italians, obviously, because Italian. Um, <laughs> but I'm thinking about some of the meat that we have is usually cured meat or things like this. Or like barbecue as well sometimes, not as strong as some other uh, languages and countries, for example. But realistically speaking, it was either that. So we would, again, also we love our cheese. So mm. cheese and meat have been quite an um, interesting staple. But as you say, they do there are some, there's some flavors that happens with the cooking or with the, um, you know, aging of the cheese and then herbs, herbs, like I have my little herbs in my um, kitchen, <laughs> like got Mario de Basil just to, to introduce to everyone, uh, Danny the Thyme and um, Cooper the Mint. Mm. And these were the things for us. So I kind of yeah. resonate with that with you. And I'm like, you know, that you don't need to solve them up because there is like the flavoring that comes for us is herbs and obviously some of the foods that yeah. enhance the flavors themselves. Yeah, definitely herbs and spices. And also like traditionally, you I say traditionally, like stereotypical yeah. Caribbean food, we'll think jerk chicken, right? Like rice and peas, starches, plantain, whatever it is. There's always more food on the plate. It wasn't just meat. Yes. So you'd have, you know, there's always like a mix. And then definitely I feel the influence from the States being so close. Mm -hmm. There's food that I swear I never saw on my plate as a kid. <laughs> my family are like, we've always done that. Like um, mac and cheese, right? Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Love that. Um, it's like piled on top. So it's nothing's 
been moved out of the way for the macaroni pie is now piled on top. So you've got your rice and peas, you've got your meat, you've got some other type of meat, you've got your gravy, your coleslaw, you've got, you've just got plantain, everything just piled up. And then you've got this macaroni pie on top. So it's just it. like, there's so much food. There's such a big problem with diabetes and things, but you know, food is this community. Yeah. Literally it brings people in. Every time I go back to the Caribbean, everyone's like, you're really hungry. We're going to feed you. And that's what they do. Right? So they've adapted now that um, I'm vegan, which is really sweet, but they compensate. So my plate will be bigger than everyone else's because there's no meat on it. Just in case, you know, like, just in case, just in case she starves because the meat's been removed um, and the dairy. But um, yeah, that community, just go into someone's house. I'm sure like in Italy, you just want to feed. It's like, I love you with food. Yes. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going yes. to cook something and it's made with love too, which is beautiful. So, Actually a question, because I was having a conversation about this because we are hosting our first, obviously this is going to be recorded by the, uh, by the way, before Christmas, just in case I mentioned Christmas now, um, but it will be out after. But anyway, so our first a Christmas meal with uh, some of my boyfriend's friends and we're going to cook and was like, we're going to host it. So it was like, oh, we're going to buy party food. We're going to be like doing this. And I just, my eye was just like, it was one eye that just went like, <laughs> there's no way the people come to my house and they're going to get reheated party food. If I am hosting, <laughs> I am cooking seven courses. It's just the way it is. And I know. the other week as well, somebody came over for roast. Everything was cooked from scratch, aside mm-hmm. from the meat, because again, everybody was eating meat. So obviously that that they can do themselves but yeah every, everything like all the veg and stuff everything was yeah. cooked from scratch because it's just the way and again as you say i thought it was me being a bit like proud but it's still literally how i would do at home yeah so it's just the way that you do it you just cook everything because it shows that you're putting the time and the effort to yeah, make them feel welcome definitely and you love it too don't you like do you like that do you want some more? Like it's so, it's so, I, I've always seen that in my household. Um, my dad was very much the proud chef. Like my dad would present food in the house and would be like, eat your heart out, Jamie Oliver. You know, like, <laughs> I it, love this, it. this whole, like we try and take everyone on with these different flavors. So um, yeah, I was brought up around food, not necessarily their health aspect, yeah. but definitely the, this is what we do. We come together, we eat, uh, we eat together. And yeah, just kind of have that community aspect around food. What we do three times a day, right? Like it seems funny that we're so used to eating on the go now in this culture, but when you can come together and eat together, yeah, Christmas, like even Thanksgiving, like we, we know that everyone enjoys that. So for me, yeah, that's like thumbs up, bring people around, get them eating your food, get them discussing it. And then yeah, and making yourself. <laughs> yes definitely definitely your own little secret in- added ingredients this <laughs> <laughs> is so nice i bet it does <laughs> i ain't gonna tell you what's in it is there any secret ingredients in your family that people are just kind of like being very very precious about that you can think of not that i know maybe it's so secret that <laughs> even I, I don't i don't know about it but i mean I say black families as a whole, and this is like, I'm too, I'm talking like across the board as if I'm stereotyping, <laughs> but in my example, in my kind of my knowledge, this is in households, but there's a certain stock called Maggie. Um, it's used in Southeast Asia too. And I think because it's got MSG in it, it's now illegal in the UK. But you can still get it here in certain shops. <laughs> They're like, here um, it is. <laughs> and it's like an ongoing joke because you'll speak to people 
and especially now being in health and people are like you cooking with Maggie anymore and I'm like you know I'm not cooking with Maggie anymore but family members would be like doesn't have Maggie in it does it it's like no like you you can tell because it's chem- like you can never mask these flavors like I love it. no I'm using real herbs real spices yeah but even a little bit of Maggie like no (laughs) (laughs) she's so sweet and nice but come on yeah exactly (laughs) everyone's got their back stashes of maggie so sprinkle some on top so um, yeah same as when my aunt you know would question me with salt i question it with maggie (laughs) i love it that's been passed down yeah that's been passed down (laughs) actually i wanted to ask you kind of like change slightly the subject when it comes obviously we talked about the heritage a bit of your story as well Obviously, food, lol, because food lovers talk about food a lot. Love it. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to come back into something that is happening for you right now because I think it's really interesting. But now, obviously, you came back a while ago. Remember that I first met you when you just came back, I think. Yeah. And then like, this, this woman has been to every possible event that we've done. <laughs> if she was in the country, she was there, which I always am um, very much appreciative. <laughs> um, but obviously, you kind of develop more and more the love, the passion for nutrition, and then mm-hmm. there's also obviously the fitness side of it, the movement side of it, and obviously a bit of the mindfulness. But so you're not somebody that's short of wanting to do things to develop. <laughs> I was wondering, how do you feel now that you are going to jump into a whole new chapter? So I'm going to kind of like let you slide into mm-hmm. no choice that you made, and obviously how that's going to add up to, <laughs> to your time on earth. <laughs> yeah, and it's I, definitely one thing I'll definitely say is. I've been very privileged to be able to travel for sure. Um, Not many people would have been able to do that. Not many people have had the opportunity to do that. Um, But I made a choice. You know, some people wanted to have a house. Some people wanted to save up. Some people wanted to maintain certain relationships. I lost out on a lot of that because I was kind of on the road for 10 years, um, on and off, on and off. Um, And yeah, I kind of got introduced to health and, and, just life experience like you said you meet different people you know I kind of I lived on a Thai island in Thailand for three years and I kind of knew the party animals and I knew the hippies right and the hippies were 10 years older but they looked 10 years younger than the partiers right so I was like all right which way am I going to go here which way am I going to go so yeah just kind of became so obsessed with food so went went into studying and and basically now I focus more on gut health so I work a lot with clients on gut health and I had my own issues with IBS which I've been five years free of IBS which is great so I, I am very proud to tell people I now poop daily yeah uh, I feel like I need a t-shirt saying this <laughs> and you it, should it's definitely that was also a lifetime goal and it was something that I was told wasn't possible so to be able to help people in not just pooping but lots of different areas (laughs) from type 2 to depression and yeah I studied in Canada so I I am a registered holistic nutritionist uh, which means yeah you know I use food as my tool but more recently yeah I've kind of been up against the battles of challenging my certification which is extremely frustrating and um belittling at times but you know i work with certain clients like i had a client with crohn's that no longer needed to have an operation because of working with me you know like this is huge stuff so you're you're making these changes in people's lives but then you meet doctors and then you meet other people and they're like we could never recommend our clients to you because of your certification so i was like you know what? I'm going to go back to school. 
So that's currently where I'm at. It's something I've been, it's kind of been in the back of my head for years, but you know, you, you see the positive changes and you're like, well, why do I need to do this? Is it something that I'm trying to prove them? Is it for me? Like, who is this for? And I kind of sat with myself and I was like, this is for my clients always. This is for them and for me and my kids and my grandkids and me never allowing them to go trick or treating, but you know, all those things. (laughs) Um, but it's for them. So I was like, if I can make these changes and go back to school and get a higher, uh, title, a more respected title, then it gives me a lot more freedom of being able to say, listen to me. So do you think that it's just cause you talked about obviously peers that might be like, I, I don't feel like I, I feel safe recommending you or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. How do you think the general public is also responding to that? So it's kind of like looking at the certifications, almost looking at your credentials as a way to be like, I'm going to listen to you instead of them. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a tough one. Like for instance, my father's disabled, my mum's my dad's carer and they get nutritional advice from dietitians. The dietitians come out and it becomes very frustrating for my mother because she's like, look, we get this information from the hospital and they're sending, you know, their top dietitians out to them. And, you know, then we've got your information that's kind of conflicting what they're saying. So we're confused. I think a lot of people, to be honest, you tell people you're a registered holistic nutritionist. I've been introduced as a dietitian, you know, like (laughs) I didn't say that one word, but they're like, is it the dietitian? Everyone. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not, that's not what's happening. So I think people are confused, but, as long as you can back up your statements and you can, you know, prove things with science and what you're doing. And also testimonials is, is key for me. So will it change my type of clientele? Probably not, but will it open a lot more doctor's doors? Yes. Yes, it will. So I think it's this kind of battle back and forth, but I'm up for the seven plus years (laughs) challenge that I have, you know, ahead of me. And I'm currently doing my GCSEs, which, you know, at a certain point I was like, I feel quite vulnerable saying this. And people are like, did you not go to school? I was like, yeah, I did. But you want to go to a particular university, you need to get really good GCSEs. So I have GCSEs, but they're like, what is this? (laughs) You know? And I, I was let down in school really. So a lot of stuff has come up. And I was like, I wasn't told any of this. You know, I went to a really bad school. I was told I wouldn't be able to be anything. Like I was locked in rooms. Like it was, it was an emotional time for me. And I'm kind of revisiting this now, you know, like I was in my first math class and I was like, is anyone hot? Is anyone hot? Are you hot? Are you hot? <laughs> no, 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 we're all right. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm anxious. I'm freaking out. I'm <laughs> sweating. I can still kind of focus, but my body is like anxious, but it's easing off now. The more I go, the less kind of, the more aware I am of what's actually happening. So I'm settling in. Good. And yeah. I think, again, this is, um, so in, in my book, uh, I talk a lot about different types of learning. Because I'm passionate about it. She's like, mm. yes. Because it's true. Because different people learn in different ways. And I was an educator first. Obviously, I started to become a teacher in one way. Because obviously, it was languages. But nevertheless, it teaches some of the mm-hmm. didactics and stuff. And now I'm a teacher and I'm doing some training myself constantly to improve the way that I teach to adults as well, which is even harder. (laughs) And what you realize is that different people will respond to different things. One of the things that I could say is that if you're teaching something to somebody 
most of the times, regardless of what they are prone to understand, listen, and in, in, I guess apply. Mm. Um, practical is always better for most people because at least you're going to get them engaged. Maybe it's not the best way for them to learn, but you're going to get everybody engaged and involved, even if it's a bit more passive. Mm-hmm. However, people learn a combination of some people are actually only doing once, which is obviously the practical element I mentioned, mm-hmm. um, visual, auditory, and that's pretty much it. Obviously, the practical has different elements of it, but visual, auditory, uh, practical can come from a visual prompt or it can come from mm-hmm. an actual explanation but some people are better at doing basically some people are better at listening some people are better at reading yeah full stop and I think and again this is a conversation bigger than ourselves but most I mean obviously I don't know the British system because it was in Italy but nevertheless it changes very little mm-hmm. because university and my yeah were obviously at home was very different from university in the UK, which is probably different from anybody else who's listening elsewhere. And it's because obviously you go and set with a style, a standard, a way to do it. And you kind of go for it thinking that it's going to be the best for everyone, but you're not supporting everyone. And I think that's where we need to appreciate that children don't understand why they're not being engaged or why they're not interested. Mm-hmm. They just are not. Yeah. They're not asking themselves, so maybe I should instead listen to a podcast <laughs> about algebra. it's it's so true and you're it's it's awful like I'm dyslexic I like I said I didn't get the support when I was a kid I got punished for not being able to pick up stuff like the rest of the class so I had to deal with that you know like and instead of dealing with it I was just like you know middle finger up to education so that's that was my way of dealing with it because society didn't help me out and there's one thing I've learned is when I do I host workshops or I do different talks people come up to me and they're like I felt like we were in my living room having a chat you know and I was like they've just learned an introduction to the gut microbiome and they think that I'm in their living room having a chat like <laughs> about poop yeah exactly but I was like they've managed to you know I've broken down dissect the information that's made it palatable for them and digestible for them to take it away and hopefully share it with their friends their loved ones or whatever like through my struggles that's now how I teach that's how I teach and it's funny now because I'm going back into school it's gonna be the same thing (laughs) I'm gonna have to get you know how much percentage of this test and it's gonna be a struggle I know it's gonna be a struggle but I'm not gonna find someone like me who's going to be you know i'm not going to find a university that teaches how i teach unfortunately but you're going to have a different approach about it where you're going to understand that it's not like you are broken or you're not doing the right thing mm. or you're not right because that's kind of i think again obviously growing yeah. up and yeah. developing as humans you're like there's no point there's nothing really good in like blaming everybody else or saying it's your fault because it's not going to help you in the first place anyway because it's shutting yourself down definitely and I think you you get more support and things now too that's um, true from universities which is great like I mean yeah like I said I was punished for not being able to do something like that's that's completely changed now you can say things like I'm dyslexic you can speak about it and people like oh okay well maybe we can give you more time or maybe we can you know balance it out a little bit more to support you through it because you know people don't actually want you to fail, but, and also it comes down on the universities, right? If their grades dip down, so they need to be able to support you a little bit more. So yeah, I've got all that to come. <laughs> fun stuff. All them seven for, years. For me, I'm just looking at this massive hurdle and I'm like, am I nearly at the end? But of course, you know, you enjoy it. You travel along. 
and um, yeah, for whenever you go into anything new, you know, even if you go into know, trampolining, you you learn, don't you? You learn, you fall, and when you know better, you do better. So also, I find that if you don't challenge yourself, whether it's taking up a new project or obviously going back to school or whichever mm. it is. I mean, it sounds really bad to say, but we're talking about obviously how you can turn outdated really quickly if you don't understand how things are changing. Mm. And we are in, you know, if you are in the field of nutrition, obviously, and our bodies, that is part of the game. Just like is, you know, I've decided marketing and social media, which is yeah. not any better. Yeah. It changes every other day. So much better for me than, you know, as I said, being static about something. It's just approach, approaching my learning into a different way. So for me, it's more beneficial to keep on learning on the ground because I'm learning from the research, the studies. One thing that I would say, because you mentioned that, and I mm. like this part of your crusade, is obviously to help people understanding the studies and the research. Mm. And I would say one thing that I like about social is that it's quite black and white in that way. Obviously, it's still linked to human behavior and psychology. So mm. why people click on something or why a product works better than another when it comes to an implementation, you still have different people. So it's a different pool of people. So depending on the pool, some results will change. But I've noticed that it's nowhere near the way that a study changes when it comes to, I'll give you an example, a real one. We're mm. talking on the car yesterday. I was like, yeah, I heard that you should take uh, vitamin D at night or in the evening because with the fats, you tend to have a fatty meal in the evening and so it digests better. And then I said, I don't want to confuse anyone, but you need to remember that probably this study was done with a pool of people. They're going to do one next week. They're yeah. going to say the opposite. And I think it's something that, I know because obviously I'm in the industry. I've been in the industry for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, most people don't realize because you only hear that study at that time that this magazine that you read picked up. Yeah. And it's such a thing. That, that's the minefield of our body. Not just nutrition. I think also fitness has that if you go really deep into it. Yeah. The way our body works basically is such a mystery for us still. Such a mystery. And I mean, I, you know, I was just in Dubai and my brother's there and he, he was telling me about uh, you know, he kind of treads lightly, right? Because he like, wants to speak about it, but doesn't want to speak too much because I'll get extremely passionate about it. I love it. And then who knows, you know, who knows where we'll go with this. Uh, but he was talking about how one of his friends read this one study or didn't probably, and I'm going to sound really judgmental here, <laughs> probably read a influencer who read a study who then manipulated or cherry picked the study, right? Love it. Something along those lines. But was like, he now doesn't allow his child to eat apples because of the glucose from apples is the same as sugar so he's like just eat sugar and I was like what just happened and I was like I'm gonna nip this in the bud now I said which actually gives you any health benefits your sugar or your apple he was like "Uh, well I guess your apple yes so for instance he's just taken away vitamins and giving them sugar right I said and then you're only caring about the glucose yeah what about your gut microbiome what about the fiber what about you know preventing type 2 down the years like all these things it's cherry picked so he's just seen this one thing that now I don't know if this influencer has 1,000 200,000 300,000 whatever that influence to me is freaking dangerous really dangerous and now he's stopping his child not him not him bodybuilding his growing innocent children so I'm like this is danger zone, danger, danger. And I think the more I kind of listen to these stories, the more I'm like, I'm going back to school. That's it. I'm like fed up with this kind of craziness that fair enough. If you're like, Oh, I want to eat apples and I want to eat this. But when we find out a small amount of information, 
and then we manipulate it we cherry pick it whatever it is and then we try to lead by gospel like uh, it's dangerous it can be dangerous it's a conversation that it's just again it kind of comes from obviously so many different avenues like letting um you know the people that are sharing the information know letting the consumers know and then kind of doing something about it on a bigger scale is something that I think it's such a big battle for anyone to pick anyway. Mm. It's all about choosing where you want to stand in the battle and what you can do to improve that for yourself in a way or like, you know, make that small difference yourself with your own message. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, like whichever way you create, so obviously creative is a big part of the name and a big part of what we do, but it's because, you know, you can be a writer, you can be, as we said, auditory, you know, video. You You can provide that information in so many ways, especially online, whether it's Instagram or YouTube. Mm-hmm. But whichever way you do it, you always need to remember that you're going to make an impact on everybody's life regardless, whether it is the choice of shoes, whether it's the mm-hmm. choice of breakfast. So whatever you say, you need to remember that it's going to be scrutinized in a way because we're much more aware. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of that thing that I found people don't realize. And again, some people are aware of this element. But as I said, some people, just like I said, this conversation had yesterday, be like yours. Yeah. You know, so I should do this thing and should do it in the evening because of this reason. And I said, probably next week you go to Glamour, whatever. They're going to be like, you should take vitamin D in the morning, right before breakfast. Yes. <laughs> and you're like, no, what? Because, you know. I know. And, it's, and also, the, you don't, even the studies, whatever it is, like if you had 15 people even, what are they eating? You know, are they in McDonald's all the time? Are they on a plant-based whole food diet? Are they you know, don't leave the house for those 15 days. Like there's, there's going to be so many different kind of avenues to look into. But I mean, for me, what I recommend is like anything that you find on Instagram, open another page and search Google. Yeah. Instant, instant. You can find out another perspective within three seconds away. But we read something, we're like, oh, this must be true. And it's, it's quite interesting how that happens now. It used to be on the news or in newspapers. Now it's on YouTube. It's on Twitter, because it's on Instagram, everywhere. it's everywhere. But I think it's an element also understanding that the reason why, you know, studies are made, if you think about it, realistically speaking, studies are made a lot, I guess, from peers to peers. Like I would read a study on social media, which is boring to death. For most people, <laughs> I'm like, cool, this, this thing means this, so this yeah. stuff is like, this is so boring. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, look at the PPC of that. Huh? It's the same, right? So, yeah. you know, you speak, because then it gives you, as a researcher or as a professional, something more to pick up on and something to study for yourself and to mm. try and apply for your clients. This is how I see it. The problem is a lot of the time, obviously, magazines have to write pieces of news because most influencers, if you want to call them influencers, um, they don't necessarily get it from the study itself. A lot of people who are not professionals, but they just listen to things, mm. they read it on a magazine. Yeah. So the magazine is trying to make a piece of news over a topic. And obviously you go to the studies that you can get access to. Mm and take the information from there because there's more weight to it. Yeah, And I think true. that's where it gets me a bit misplaced. So I think it's all understanding that it is actually a chain. It's not like people that do the study, they go to necessarily like yeah. the influencer and be like, you want to read this? Because they're like, and that's, and that's it. It's almost like, you know, when you advertise now, if you're being paid for your post, it has to say like advertisement. Yeah. It should be like another one that says opinion piece. <laughs> this is a science piece. This is an opinion. This is just my personal opinion. <laughs> Things could come that way, wow. though. I think it's because Watch the space. Like there was a massive. Obviously, we're talking about 2019. There was a big um, rehash from Instagram when it came to being able to report 
misleading health information mm. this year. Again, obviously, it's yeah. not the case as the same thing as That's making true, empty, yeah. but they're giving, you're giving the users a more proactive way to state their own opinion and to be a part of kind of like the conversations, not police the space, but kind of like protect the space, I yeah. guess. Like slimming pills and things, wasn't it? I yeah, it was. exactly. Slimming yeah. health, weight loss and stuff like that. And whoever says it, you know, checking what they say and how what they're promoting. So it's interesting as there is an interest in obviously the online world to keep people in the online world and to keep them reading and listening and engaging with the content but if the content is continuously misleading it wouldn't do it anymore mm. so i'm not saying that instagram is not wanting our best interest but it's doing it more for itself yeah but it's fair enough that's what i would expect from a platform from the platform that is but i think things are coming that was a small thing but i think is a is a proof that there is an awareness yeah definitely especially when you know you've you're at risk you're at risk. A lot of these informa- this information can be dangerous. And I think a lot of the time we think it can be quite innocent. But like I gave the example, to take apples away from a kid and just give them sugar, we know that that can cause some consequence. You know, maybe not instantly. I mean, also, you give a child sugar instantly, they're crazy <laughs> within 10 minutes. So, I mean, if you want to keep doing that to your child, you, if you have the energy to deal with that, <laughs> then, your then, energy. Yeah, then, then go wild. But we know that you know, it's funny, there's certain things that, yeah, we do need to read a trial and there's new stuff that's coming out, but there's certain things that we just know that fruits and vegetables are better for us than yeah. processed refined sugars. We shouldn't need someone to try and, you know, switch our mind to think different. But I got the last question, the most important question for you, question that we ask everyone. If you could have brunch with anyone, <laughs> dead or alive, I think I have an idea because you mentioned somebody earlier, but yeah. who would this person be? Yeah, you've got it. You, you've got it. Brunch, definitely at her house. It's going to be Oprah. <laughs> I was going to say, you're not going to say the name. Just like, her house. I'm going to go to her. She knows. <laughs> that is, you know, I've met two people this year who are friends of Oprah. I already feel like I'm one step closer. I want to get on a t-shirt. Like I, I had an intern up to a few months ago. And I was like, whatever we do, it's one step closer to Oprah. <laughs> That's it. That's like I'll be on her couch and I've made it, mum. Mum, I'm with Oprah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that is for me. Well, thank you so much for this combo. <laughs> She's laughing like... All I can tell you is that um, you're a peach. So it's always lovely yeah. to chat to you. And uh, your wealth of information and good luck with your amazing journey. I'm sure it's going to be awesome. Yeah, and I'm excited to you. see you documenting it as well. Yes. yes. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to check our show notes for more juicy goodness about this episode. If you loved it, please take some time to give us five stars on iTunes. And make sure that you let us know your ha-has and takeaways on Instagram at creativeimpactco. Also, you can find out more about us on our website at creativeimpact.group. <laughs>